0: any of the information in the show. Of the Legal World Podcast. My guest today is Jeanette Carbapal, the spiritual business healer. And you guys, she reached out to me a couple of weeks ago on Instagram because I was talking about Dream Bigger and how like my biggest fear is that literally there's 10 people in the audience. And she reached out and she was like, Hey, let's chat about this. And I was like, you know what? I have no idea who you are, but I feel very called to say yes. So I did. And She was flipping amazing. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to have you on the podcast. So Jeanette, thank you so, so much for joining us today. Thank you so, so much for getting on a call with me. You're amazing. I'm so excited for the audience to hear from you. Oh,
1: Andrea, thank you so much for having me. Honestly, I'm happy that you leaned in and said yes, because like Dream Bigger is fucking going to be amazing.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Okay, so tell the audience – who you are, how you got to where you are today. So I'm the
1: spiritual business healer because there's no other title that I could possibly have because I'm all about business and I'm a healer and the root of everything of what I do is rooted in spirituality um, and how I got here. So I actually worked with Fortune 500 executive women um, before I started doing this and they were either in the middle of a life situation, so I was a life coach for them life situation where their health was in jeopardy, whether their own through a diagnosis or they were a caregiver. And all these entrepreneur women were super comfortable juggling eight plates at the same time. And it usually was a diagnosis that kind of rocked them off their center. And after working with me for, you know, a year to two while they recovered in health, They kept me on because of my spiritual business perspective and how I see everything as holistic and complete, that our health is directly related to our business. Because sometimes we spend more time in relationship with our business and who we are in that way, especially as being like very focused (laughs) women with big ass dreams in this world. And um, little by little, every single one of my clients told me, when you you didn't heal me. You healed my business. That was killing me.
0: Oh my gosh. That just gave me goosebumps. Like I literally have chills right now. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's incredible. So how, how did you first become a life coach? Like where, where did that come from?
1: Yeah. Great question. Um, I started off as being a inadvertent I life coach my friends always joked around Jeanette you need a website ask something.com because you just are filled with like this juice of something Um, and then when my grandmother my mom and my dad were all in the hospital within two weeks of each other um, I realized that I can't fix somebody but what I can do is teach them how to get their power back and so being a caregiver to three people under one roof because I brought my grandma to live with us um, I realized life coaching is the only way to help people come to their own answers so that they feel empowered to come to their own choices, their own conclusions, and ultimately not just feel in control, but be in control of their life and to choose, you know, choose that next meal, choose that next step, choose that life goal, whatever it is. And uh, becoming a life coach just like helped, helped me do that for them. And then it kind of ran like wildfire.
0: Oh my gosh. I love that. So you've, I, am guessing that you did healing on your own because I don't know, like, was it having three very close family members? Do you feel like that not a result of what, you know, having too many plates going at once, but do you think there were some, some things that were not in alignment when that happened?
1: Oh, 100%. And I come from a long, long, long lineage of people pleasers.
0: Same. (laughs) Maybe that's us both being Hispanic.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I was like, I didn't want to bring my grandmother home in the beginning. I was very reluctant. And then it was the biggest blessing of my life. But yeah, it was a long line of people pleasers. and. Every single person in my family was people-pleasing. They were even people-pleasing to a place where they would harm themselves. They wouldn't speak up for what they wanted to eat or speak up that their body was in pain because they wanted to just go with the flow, go to the next guinternet or whatever.
0: Oh, my gosh. So we have so many similarities. Okay, I want to dive into people-pleasing because I... I don't know if I told you everything. I know you, don't. I didn't tell you everything, but basically a year and a half ago, left my ex-husband, especially really the past year, I've been doing more deeper healing work. And definitely within like the past six months, I really started to uncover like my codependency issues and really diving in there. So I remember this one guy I was dating, he was like, Andrea, you're just a people pleaser. And I'm like, I just want people to be happy and I didn't really get it at the time and he didn't get what he was saying. Like he didn't know that what he was telling me would have such a big impact on me, but I started diving deeper because what people tell me, like I, I take it seriously. And so then I started digging into codependency and I was like, oh, this is what people pleasing is. Okay. I get it now. So how did you uncover this?
1: (laughs) The way all people pleasers do, help somebody else recover from people pleasing
0: (laughs) and then you learn it yourself. (laughs)
1: I mean, but but honestly, like, I got on this journey because I wanted to help somebody else. And while I was helping them, it was a mirror for myself to be like, oh, you need to look at these wounds, too. This is a mirror reflection of your own life. So I'm guilty as charged. I did it first for someone else. And it was a, an awakening for me, truly an awakening. Then I started leaning on, you know, my spiritual team, my own life coaches, the people that I were in my corner and say, I want to get over this, but I want to get over it in a very healthy way, but I don't want to, like, necessarily change who I was. Yeah, right, like, you're going to change who <laughs> you are in all aspects of your life. Um, and that's where I came to my first realization of what business healing was because I did the work, you know, I did ceremonies, I did journeys, I did all that stuff by myself with a team. And I was like, I'm, a pe- I'm not a people pleaser. I tell people what time they can come over, what time they leave, when I'm not available, when I am available, but it did not translate into my business. And I realized that people pleasing turns into devaluing our work if we don't heal it in our business. Because we could be so enlightened and healed or have it a realization, but it's not directly correlated to our, our business. And our business also needs to have an awakening.
0: Oh my gosh! I love this topic because what I've realized over the past two years, like whenever I say like oh, over the past few, like my going through my divorce and like flipping my world upside down, the more I work on myself, the more my business improves. And I think, I mean, you and I know, and hopefully the audiences will realize if they don't already, like it's a universal truth. Like you have to. And that's why we're putting, that's why I wanted to put Dream Bigger together because I realized, holy shit, if I'm having these huge breakthroughs and I didn't even know I needed this stuff, I know there's so many more other people that need this as well. So that like Dream Bigger is literally a culmination of all of my breakthroughs and transitions over the past two years. And so I'm curious, I know this is just, you know, a short podcast, but I would love to hear how, like, somebody listening, they're like, yes, like, I'm a people pleaser. What do I do? Like, where do I – how do I even get started? Like, can you give us some tips?
1: Yeah. So, like, the simplest practice that you can do is, like, I'm going to ask you, Andrea, how much cash do you have in your wallet? Cash.
0: Um, I – have like a thousand dollars oh
1: amazing cool so I want you to
0: that's more than I usually have because I played poker on what's today Wednesday Monday night I played poker and I won quite a bit so I deposited some in the bank but I left some so
1: yeah amazing okay so you have thousand bucks I want you to pretend as if every day the cash that you have in your wallet is your people-pleasing reserve so asking yourself and most people have, when I ask them, they have less than 200 bucks, by the way, um, of cash in their pocket. It's just like really saying. Like, I normally don't yeah. have. So if you have this like huge reservoir to serve, ask how, what percentage of that is for you? What percentage of that is for others? And for every deed, give evaluation for it. Yeah. Whether it's doing laundry for the whole family, say, I'm going to pay myself a thousand bucks, you know, or, or maybe it's like you outsource it, I'm going to have hire somebody to, to do it for me, but really using like a actual cash in the beginning to give yourself value for the things that you do and then realizing when you've gone in the red, when you've overextended yourself, when you're doing like the work of five people in a day for five different people. So that's one way of doing it, one tiny simple way. Um, another way of doing it is to actually correlate it to your business. So I'm a business trauma specialist. I've coined it, trademarked it, all of it, because it is the most important thing. Because as we evolve and as we heal, our business does get more fluid and easier, but there's a whole another quantum level that you can go to when you systematically heal the business. For example, somebody, let's say in a coaching space, okay, an online space selling a product, um, is your emails to people pleasing. Is how you're saying, you know, contact me at any time, we are here for you, is that opening the door for a can of worms through the business route? Do you have certain terms and conditions updated where you are giving power back to your clients and responsibility? There's so many ways of systematically healing the business so that you don't accidentally leak people pleasing through that way.
0: Oh my gosh, this is great stuff. I've never thought about that. I I never thought about it definitely in the business way and then like paying yourself for shit you do for five people. Like, yes, that's huge. Oh my gosh. I, I'm loving this right now. I'm loving this. Yeah. And
1: not a lot of people think, not a lot of people think about this. Like I work with the elite and the billionaires of this world and they've done it all. They have the amazing teams, the world class teams. They have world class therapists and healers And then I I can just see the disconnect of, like, where things are not in alignment. I was like, if you change these five things, you will increase your revenue by at least 20% because it will be in in alignment with your highest vision.
0: Oh, my gosh. I'm such a fan of the work that you do. What uh, can you talk about without, like, giving away, like, who your clients are, breaking any confidentiality, but are you able to talk about like some big breakthroughs that you definitely had with clients, like without telling us exactly who they were, but like some things that, yeah. Yeah. So
1: I had uh, an amazing client. She is like fantastic and she had a million dollar launch and beautiful. Like she has worked her whole life to get to that point to like have that huge launch. And Amazing. She was not working with me then, okay? So she had this million-dollar launch. And then, like, two years later, she wanted to do that launch again. But this time, she was working with me. And I told her, I was like, cool, you want to do the launch? Let's, let's let's revisit it. Let's touch it. Let's, like, play with it. Let me feel into the energy. She's like, nope, just going to do it again. She did it again. This time, it came up to a total of $47,000. And that is when I had to tell her about how most products, offerings, events, whatever it is, has a certain energy and a frequency for that one-time delivery. But it's almost as if, you know, you and I got all the ingredients to make a cake on January 1st, 2022. And your friend's like, hey, can you make that cake again for my December birthday? And you use the exact same ingredients that are rotten. They're rotten now. They've been sitting there for months. So most people are trying to recreate, causing a business trauma, which is a launch trauma, and not realizing that their new energy needs to be infiltrated through it. So that's one way. So we then touched it again. We went through it, energetically aligned it. I'm not talking about energy work, putting my hands on it. I'm talking about like, is this still your voice? Do you still stand by these beliefs? How can we upgrade it? And she did quarter of a million in a week from that transition. And then it's just, I think it's at a half a million at this point right now.
0: Wow, that's incredible. And so when you talk about different offers or launches being at a certain frequency, can you talk more about that?
1: Sure. What excites you is what the collective needs. And if you are really excited about something and you're holding it for dear life and you're like, I want to get all all the stuff ready, Like you're literally suffocating it that, you know, the universe, whatever your higher power is, says, okay, you're not courageous enough to bring this forward and gives it to someone else. Somebody else drops it. Have you ever had those experiences? Like, I was thinking about that. I wanted to do that, but somebody else did it first. Um, So you're actually causing your idea to rot by holding onto it for dear life. And so I always say, when you have something that lights you all the way on, turns you all the way on, it is also what will turn on and excite the collective. So give it, deliver it now.
0: I love that. Oh, my gosh. Because last year is when I went – so I went on – I had been thinking about having a live event, and I went to Mexico by myself, my first solo vacation. I literally booked it the night before. I was was like – having a panic attack, booking it. But I was like, I have to do this. I have to go. And I booked it. And then there, oh my gosh, that was such an amazing trip. And there I was like, okay, I feel called to do this event. I feel called to write this book. I, like, all these things. I'm like, now is the time. Like, it just came to me. And so that's how I know right now for me, like, I, it just lights me on fire. That's why I'm doing these things because I know – this is what the collective needs. So I I think I just need to feel into that more. Like I'm, I feel like personally, I keep a lot of emotions bottled in and I don't let my excitement show a lot of the time.
1: Showing our emotions creates magnetism to the right clients. As much as like a very, you know, stoic businesswoman needs to be at times, we got to reach in, pull the guts out and flat it on the screen sometimes. Um, because ultimately people want depth and they'll pay for depth. they'll pay for that connection of someone who truly understands their depths oh
0: my okay, so do you know where that comes from like i I mean, I think it's just trauma from yeah. growing up and h- okay, so how do I heal that from I'm totally getting like off like topic from the audience, but I think other people probably have this issue as well yeah so how like how do I heal that? Because yeah. I know this is something that it, like it, this isn't the first time I have felt this. So yeah.
1: Every single person in business has either been traumatized to a place of starting a business. Okay. Or if people have, you know, a lineage of entrepreneurship in their family that are traumatized from their experience or when they started their business entrepreneur journey, they had some little traumas that actually completely veered them off the track of their ultimate vision because they didn't want to like be in pain. Now, everybody, everybody has business trauma. Just like we all have the little T traumas, big T traumas in our real life, business trauma is real and it can show up in a multitude of ways. So I would say first, take the business trauma quiz on our website, JeanetteCarbohat.com. And you'll find the business trauma quiz there to find out what's your next first step. Because there's, last time I counted, there was over 200. And just like any trauma, like hanging up a phone the wrong way can cause a trauma. Just the same way you do an exit conversation with the client can create a business trauma. It's about healing it so that you can elevate from it, learn from it, learn and bring the lessons forward and have the best freaking business ever. And then if you want a scheduled healing, come to one of my retreats.
0: I I need to look into your retreats because I'm like I need more Jeanette in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so you also talked about having trademarks and oh yeah for the audience. She's definitely not my client. I she I just found out who she was like a week or two ago. So Jeanette, can you talk about your legal protection in your business? Did was this somebody what somebody told you about or were you like, I know this from the beginning. I need to get this done.
1: Yeah, so I had a business trauma that whooped in my butt into shape of getting legal protection. So I was very generous with my love, overgiving, people-pleasing, <laughs> where I was asked to be on a Nobel Peace Prize team Wow! because of my perspective. And I didn't know when I signed up for it that all my IP went with it. So a and so I was like, okay, maybe this is an alignment with a greater good for all, and they're going to bring it to billions and millions. No. What happens is when sometimes when you sell your IP, it gets smashed on purpose. So there's a part of me that's locked away somewhere that I don't get to touch, and after that I wise the fuck up. <laughs> then I'm sorry. Um, but I wised up, and I did trademark. I think I have like 11 trademarks right now. Globally.
0: Hell yeah. yeah. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is why I love you. You're amazing. I mean, I think and that's a a lot of people do not begin protecting their business until they go through that business trauma. And I mean better late than never. But I feel like and, and that's why I feel like my mission in life is to educate entrepreneurs because they just don't know and that's why most people don't like they just weren't educated about what needed to get done and that's why I my mission is to educate as many entrepreneurs as possible but unfortunately still a lot of business owners don't protect themselves until there's that trauma
1: right and I think at, like at the level that you and I are at like NDAs is probably the most protection that we need Mm-hmm. And, and yep. that also was a rude awakening and realizing that I needed some really luck, t- some really amazing NDAs. Yes,
0: those definitely come in handy. I was watching, um, I don't know if it was a TikTok la- last night or maybe on Twitter, but I think somebody was talking about how celebrities, like if they have more than a two-minute conversation with you, you're signing an NDA. <laughs> um, but, a lot I mean, I think a lot of business owners are getting a lot of Higher level business owners are getting there as well, just because you never know what can happen. And honestly, you have to protect yourself at every cost possible. Jeanette, this has been amazing. Before I let you go, can you please leave our audience with your number one business tip?
1: So, this is inspired by a stripper. Yes! <laughs> Don't dance for cash. So, all you business owners out there, don't do what the other person is, you know, doing out there on social media, just because it's sexy, it looks sexy. A perception of us looking at something looks sexy, and we want to recreate it. Don't dance for cash, you know. My husband says, "You've never looked sexier than when you're most happy." And so, when he said that, I realized. You know, half of the strippers are not happy, but they're dancing. They might look sexy, but sometimes they're not happy. No offense. Zero offense to strippers. Wanted to be one when I was younger, okay?
0: <laughs> I love I, – listen, I've been to a couple of strip clubs, yeah. and I enjoy it because – well, I admire the confidence of the women up there. I'm like, I wish I had that confidence. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's like – I wanted to be one and I wanted their confidence, but I realized like, I could be sexy in my overalls gardening because that's what lights me up and that's what turns me on. And so when it comes to your business, follow what lights you up and what turns you on and dance to your own playlist. Show up in whatever movement and in any way possible. Don't follow what the world thinks is the right way. And usually that way is the traumatized way. And for female entrepreneurs, it's the masculine way. So tap into your own divine feminine and dance to your own sign check.
0: That's the best answer we've ever had on the podcast. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even, like, there's nothing I can say. Like, that's amazing. Jeanette, you are amazing. I have loved this interview. I have loved every moment that I've had with you. Now, you guys, we will drop her links and your business trauma quiz. That's the name of it, right? Business trauma quiz. Go take that. We're linking her here in the show notes, her Instagram. Like, everything will be in the show notes. Seriously, go check her out. I'm definitely going to be looking into her retreats and everything that she has to offer because she is wonderful. (laughs) Jeanette, thank you so, so much for this. Thank
1: you so much for having me. It's been an absolute honor.
0: In case you missed it, our flash sale for Dream Bigger is now over. That crazy good deal that you'll never see again—it's gone. However, tickets are actually now fifty percent off. General, VIP, whatever you want—fifty percent off. Get them now because this event is going to sell out. I don't know when, however, it will sell out. We are so excited for this. We have Ali Webb. Danielle Canty, Pollyanna Reed, we have Chris Harder, Lori Harder, so many more big names that are gonna be announced soon, so stay tuned. But for now, go get your ticket, 50% off, and get those rooms booked as well. I cannot wait to see you in Phoenix October 5th of the summer. Here at Legalpreneur, we're committed to providing a supportive legal community for all business owners. I know how scary the legal stuff can be. If you found this information helpful, I would be so grateful if you could share it with a fellow business owner. And quite frankly, it doesn't cost anything to rate, review, or subscribe to the show. Your support helps me reach more listeners, which allows me to support more business owners in their entrepreneurial journey. Have any questions or comments about the show, feel free to drop me a line on Instagram. I promise I read all of the messages and comments. And if you want to be a guest on the show or know someone that would make a great guest, simply fill out our application form and a team member will reach out if we think it's a good fit. I'll see you in the next episode.